It's the Dogcast, episode number 356. Dogs win big over Clemson as the bandwagon begins to feel and the bunker is full of Kool-Aid. Dog fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number 356. This is the Georgia Clemson post-game show. And old dog, we are knee-deep in damn Kool-Aid in the bunker. Kool-Aid just sloshing left and right. It's like an ocean of Kool-Aid in the bunker. I I tell you what, this is the first season we've started out with the official drink of the Dogcast, Dogfest, and we ain't ever going to stop. I'm telling you. Before we get any further, I want it known by all men and women who can hear my voice, I am the driver of the Pruitt bandwagon. You're the driver am, of the Jeremy am, Pruitt bandwagon. I, I am whipping the twenty mule team, <laughs> and we are and we are going through Death Valley. Oh man, there is so much to talk about, dog fans. Big win, big win for the dogs. Forty-five to twenty-one. It really should have been fifty-two. We were foot on the gas, stepping on their throat with a minute to go in the fourth quarter. And they called a bull crap. Uh, I mean, hell, it's okay for Clemson to move two damn guys in motion, you know, in the middle of the second quarter. No problem at all to send two tight ends from one side to the other side right in the middle of the snap count. No problem oh, at all. Quick complaining. Quick complaining. Well, fair's fair. That's bullshit. I mean, they, I mean, anyway, anyway. They definitely had two people in motion at the same time. They did not call Clemson on it, but they did call us on it just as a mercy ruling for Clemson. So I don't want to hear anything about how the game was biased by the refs one way or the other. It was an awesome game, fantastic game. We finished the drill for Dan McGill from the opening graphic on the scoreboard to the closing graphic on the scoreboard. It was a fantastic game. Old Dog, what did you think about that Dan McGill sticker on the back of the helmets with the G in the middle of it? I loved it, and that was really I, – I was hoping they would do something like that, and they actually did. Yeah, it was fantastic. And, and that was great. I mean, if anyone needs to be honored, it certainly is him. Yeah. It was a great game, Old Dog. Not much to complain about. It was a game – you know, they like to say a game of two halves um, – it was a game of adjustments and a game of attrition. And boy, I tell you what, I mean, I've got so many notes. I've got so many things to talk about. But just right off the bat, how about the conditioning, old dog? How refreshing, whether it was the subs or conditioning or whatever, and I think it was a combination of everything, and my voice is still not great. I apologize, dog fans. But how great was it to see another team's another team's defense wilting 
another team's offense and offensive line wilting in the heat. How great was it to be the team that was making the other team wilt rather than being on the wrong end of a conditioning drill in early, late August, early September? Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, it was fantastic to see us actually wear a another team down yeah and we did and and we did it we did it with good old-time georgia football i mean this was a game that was won on the ground and with a play that was dusted off out of the 80s the toss sweep how refreshing was it how refreshing was it to have a ball game where every single touchdown was scored on the ground? Oh, it was like oh, man! It was like it was like ice water it in was, hell. It, it was, was fantastic. It, absolutely. Oh my gosh, it was fantastic! And this vault. Oh, Vic Beasley. We had all the talk about Vic Beasley. I I didn't I did I don't know I did not even see Vic Beasley. My my biggest concern, as everybody knows, because it's year in year out, uh, was of course our offensive line. Yeah. And you know they 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 played a very good game. Dude, how about the time on the Gurley touchdown late in the late in the third quarter when? David Andrews is in the end zone with Gurley. Dude, oh, offensive man, yeah. line playing in the damn defensive backfield for oh, Clemson. Told him, told, told him, come on. John you Theus. Know, I, I got oh, this. John Theus on Vic Beasley. Theus didn't play a perfect game, and he still has a little problem with the speed rush. But I tell you what, Vic Beasley was not a problem. Not a problem for Hudson Mason or our running backs most of the night. Very happy with the offensive line play. Very happy with the conditioning and the, you know, Clemson did a lot of good things early. But when you get right down to it, dog fans, this game went almost exactly like we said it would go, like we hoped it would go. Really like we hoped it would go more than anything else. But the thing is, we wore them down with a punishing battalion of running backs. That's the bottom line. Their offense was not experienced enough to handle the atmosphere of Georgia. They weren't experienced enough to handle the adjustments that Pruitt made on defense. That caused a bunch of three and outs. The three and outs lead to a bunch of Clemson defense on the field. The running game of Georgia wears their defense down to a nub, and we have our way with them in the fourth quarter. Exactly what we had hoped would happen, that's exactly the way it played out. And hopefully exactly what we're going to see for the rest of the year. And just a couple observations in general, and let's get this out of the way quick. I know the Dogcast Nation, the question on everyone's mind is, what in the hell does Old Dog have to complain about <laughs> after this game? Right. I mean, the, every touchdown and, scored on the ground, not even a pass attempt in the and, fourth quarter. And, and, the, and, and here it is. Pooch kicks on kickoff, man. <laughs> let's you know, let's get a let let's just quit trying to be cute. Let's just let the man hit it as far 
as he can and let the chips fall where they may because our coverage actually looked pretty decent. Well, let's talk about special teams. If you're going to get there, let's talk about special teams in general. How great was Colin Barber on Saturday night? Man, he, Those he, was, he was like a reincarnation of Jim Broadway. Dude, he had Adam Humphreys running for his damn life, backpedaling. That 60-yard punt, dude, I'm telling you, he changed the complexion and almost permanently flipped the field on Clemson. And I'm telling you, as great as the defense played, and as great as Jeremy Pruitt's adjustments were, and we'll talk about that a little bit more later, do not underestimate how important it was the field position game based on Colin Barber's punts, especially in the third quarter. Man, when we're trading punt after punt after punt, if you blink and you shank a bad punt, that could have hurt us. And Colin Barber was money all oh, night with, long. Without, without a doubt. And, you know, for all the talk that we had about this Isaiah McKenzie guy, who who definitely is a spark plug, and no doubt about it, but we're going to see him on this return, that return, and all that. Man, wasn't it just heartwarming to see old number three back there? It was kind of heartwarming, and he's amazing. And Gurley changed the game with the kickoff return. Have you seen that graphic? Uh, absolutely. That graphic I mean, is amazing, dude. If if I mean, and and he didn't. He didn't move to the right or to the left. I, I'm telling you what, if if I had had, if, <laughs> if Scott Warner was in blackface and had redlocks, that would have been Scott Warner running that ball. Man, I'm telling you, what about just in general, speaking of spe- special teams, what about the change in special teams, old dog? Not only did we have some punt returns and some real kick returns, we had number three back there returning kicks. How about kick coverage? How about Sony Michelle back there? I'm telling you, we had How about Nick Keith Chubb Marshall on there. Nick Chubb, Keith Marshall, Sony Michelle, and Isaiah McKenzie on kick coverage. Evidently, clearly, Mark Richt has decided best players on special teams. Best exactly. players on special teams, and look what we got out of special teams. Maybe look at their, the light bulb. Maybe the light bulb finally went on. How about this? Not talking about coverage. Coverage was fantastic, but return yards, 171 return yards. Obviously, one of those was 100 yards on one play, but we had 171 kick return yards in that one game. We only had 538 kick return yards in all of 2013 old dog how about i mean how about actually returning punts returning punts we still had our fair share of punt safe but at least they weren't all punt safe and look and it netted us some yards it helped us what exactly. a novel concept toss sweep punt returns i mean what's just, going on at buttsmere they, heritage hall they have they have gone crazy uh, you know, just another general observation. And again, this is a good thing, not a bad. Hudson Mason, adequate. He ain't ever going to win us a ball game. 
No. Todd Gurley is going to win us a ball game. Greatest years of Georgia football history. Quarterback, adequate, ain't going to win us a ball game. Running back, great. Can win us ball games. And you can look, you can look at all that pretty stuff from Aaron Murray to Matthew Stafford to Eric Zier, and I'll put their national championship trophies right on the shelf with mine. No doubt about it. And I will say this. I was a little down on Hudson Mason in the first half because, you know, I mean, the ball, even the balls he's connecting on, Michael Bennett's having to do freaking cartwheels just to catch the ball, you know. But I will say this. He's not going to lose us any games. You know, I mean, listen, everybody that listens to this show knows that I am a huge fan of Aaron Murray, a huge fan. I would adopt Aaron Murray if I could. Hell, I wish Aaron Murray would adopt me. That would be great, too. Would you have gone on The Bachelor and tried to win his brother's heart? (laughs) I probably would have. (laughs) I love Aaron Murray. But don't forget... There were days when Aaron Murray would try to force a ball. He would stick a ball in a hole that it wasn't supposed to be, and it would be a critical pick, a critical interception, a critical turnover, because Aaron Murray trying to make something out of nothing, because that was his job, because some days he had nothing. Don't get me wrong, but Mason is no Aaron Murray, for better and for worse. He's not going to try to be, he's not going to be threading needles and, it doesn't look like he's the guy. He's very safe with the ball. I mean, hell, he's doing exactly what we hey, said. And and the greatest thing is, don't anybody forget the number of completed passes the year we won the national championship. One. Right. He Mason is doing exactly what we said we want him to do. Don't turn the ball over. Don't make mistakes. Give it to the three. Exactly. And that's all or, we need him to do. Or or whoever else is back there. Because I mean, and and again, it was it was good to just wear people down. I can't say I'm crazy about having four different running backs. And you want to know what else I'm gonna complain about? Not a huge complaint. Hopefully it was just a mistake, but I'm telling you, I don't care what our thought process is what the game plan is, if we're in the red zone and it is not fourth down and we're not kicking a field goal, then Todd Gurley needs to be on the field if he's healthy. Right. This is not plain, plain, pure and simple. Yeah, this ain't this ain't little league. This is not upward. Everybody doesn't get an equal number of plays. Not everybody needs a trophy. I like Sonny Michelle a lot. I like Nick Chubb even better. Those guys are going to be great. Nick Chubb is badass. He already is great. I mean, they're (laughs) stripping that boy down. They're taking off his helmet. They're taking off his shoes, and he don't stop. I'm telling you, they could take off his jersey, his pad, and his pants, and he'd run naked down the field. He's still running. He is my kind of running back. I know, right? I love him. But having said that, number three is still the man. Number three is the man. When you have to have points, number three is the man. And and unfortunately, on the reverse side of that, and nothing, 
no offense to him at all, but if you've got stock in in Marshall, you need to sell it. Yeah, you because, need to go short on Keith Marshall. Because he is, he is, I mean, his talent has not diminished, but he's the third or fourth best running back we've got. Man, and I love Keith and Marshall, that, and, and that I wish that weren't true well, for his sake. That speaks to how well the other running backs are. Yeah, Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb, man. I mean, really, honestly, I wanted to see this Nick, this Keith Marshall that everybody had, that we'd hoped we would see this new, bigger, stronger Keith Marshall that's not going down at the line of scrimmage, that's not going to, you know, go down at first contact. But we didn't get that, you know. I mean, I know Keith Marshall's going to be just fine. He's still going to be a part of the offense. He's going to be great. But his portion, we had 328 yards on the ground, and his portion of that was not as big as I'm sure he wanted it to be. Not as sure as I wanted it to be, but the bottom line is, if he's not delivering yards, we got other guys that will. And, you know, and let's shift over a minute to the defensive side of the ball. And, and Jeremy Pruitt and his staff and half-time adjustments. Right. Which was absolutely the key. And, you know, I don't think Jeremy Pruitt is in there smashing chalkboards, changing the the whole defensive schemes that we've worked all summer and spring on. I think Jeremy Pruitt got back in there and said, you know, they're a little bit better, but our defensive backs still have problems covering receivers. True. But they do, and they, but I'll tell but you. But it's awfully hard for them to catch a football if the quarterback can't throw the son of a bitch. And he dialed up pressure from every side, every angle. I mean, when was the last time you saw Herrera? blitz the quarterback i think it was the first time we ever saw it i may be wrong but i don't ever remember him chasing some quarterback down in the backfield on a call blitz i mean people were coming from all over the place it was freaking awesome and and they and, and stout and the rest of the clemson offense worn down they just could not handle it and i'm telling you their receivers could have been running wide open but when you're on your ass, you can't throw the football. I'm telling you. And it was it was great to see. And it was also great to see that we had a defensive coordinator that's not so damn arrogant to think that the game plan and the scheme that he originally installed was the only one that could happen. Right. And we and we wore him down. I mean, we had people coming in. I think people were jumping out of the stands to play some defense as many people as we were running off and on the field. I would love, and I don't have it. And you may, cause I know you love to pull stats and I just like to talk off the cuff, but I wonder how many players we actually had that played at least one down on defense. I don't even know. I really don't know, but, um, it was amazing. Oh gosh, it was amazing. I mean, I guarantee you it's, it's at least in the twenties. Yeah. Man, holy crap. I tell you what, I'm looking right now. I mean, 
I'm just I'm I'm thinking about other things. I'm I was thinking about defense, but I'm also looking at some stats right now that you were just asking about. I don't know how many players I could tell you like how many players got tackles and stuff, but I'd like to know how many players played. I have it no would idea. be good to know just how many different defensive players actually were on the field. Yeah. Well, man, talk about defensive mentality for a second. Because I'll tell you this, is you, the defensive backs didn't play great, okay? They had balls. They were a little bit out of position. We had one catch. Receiver went up over uh, – up over Aaron Davis's head and picked it off of his shoulder pads. You know what I mean? And I was really worried about that. But how about that Aaron Davis pick? Man, a redshirt freshman making that pick this early in the season? And how about the knocked out balls? That was a huge difference for our defensive backs. Without a doubt. Good, Good hard hits, Clemson players not tucking it away. That's right. And, I mean, that's just better. Technique. And, and it's again, not perfect, well, and, and but not it's just, better. And not just the technique, but again, our defensive backfield still has a long way to go. But at least in this game, they were close enough after the player caught it to hit him hard enough to Before knock the ball out. It. Exactly. In the past, they were 10 yards away looking at the dude. Huge improvement. Huge improvement. Not and perfect. Not the defensive backs we all are dreaming about, but definitely better, and it's just no. the first freaking game. It, They're going to get better every damn week. I was encouraged. Oh, there's no doubt. And, you know, they always, the, the pundits always say the biggest improvement is between the first and the second game. And we've got an off week to do it, which is great. What we've so, got to do is, I'll tell you something else too, old dog. There's no, there's no overestimating the amount of the, the, the benefit to the mentality of our defense because it was the first game and things weren't going our way, man. It wasn't working as well as we hoped in the first half. Think about wow. that last drive Clemson had to close out the first half. They pretty much ran between the tackles all the way down the field. Pretty damn demoralizing for me, and I'm well, sure it was for the defense. Yeah. But but hang on. Pruitt makes the adjustments. The kids keep listening. They keep doing what he's saying, and then it starts to work. And it starts to work. And then they start to get pressure. And it's working, and it's working more. And then the defense is on fire. Boy, and I, can now, hear that. I can hear that little train now saying, I know I can. I, I think I can do it. This is going to work. This Jeremy Pruitt shit, this is working. And they're buying in. And I'm telling you, if they believe it, more on defense than on offense, if they think it'll work, and they're confident, and they're not anxious and worried and upset, and they're and they're just, you know, like they're confused and all that shit. We put all that stuff behind us, and they believe that it's going to work. And Jeremy Pruitt keeps doing his thing. I'm telling you, a confidence that a defense that believes it can stop the other side is a very powerful thing, dude. Absolutely. And I mean, just look at the difference between the first drive Clemson had of the game where they just marched the sunbitch downfield and their first drive of the second half. Yeah. I mean, we pitched a shutout in the second half. 
when was the last time against a good team? Yeah. When was the last time that happened against a Division One school ranked in the top 25? When was, it's been a long, long time. Clemson didn't have but 15 yards total offense in the second half. I Think mean, about it that, dude. Just, uh, again, like you said earlier, a tale of two halves, uh, both offensively and defensively. It's everything we could have hoped for in the first game. No, no touchdowns in the air. The return of the toss sweep. An offensive line playing well. Special our best, teams our contributing. Best runner, our best player returning kickoffs. Special I mean, teams contributing both offensively it, and defensively. The Sony Michelle, think about that time when Sony Michelle comes in from the edge and trips that guy. Think about the Tim Kimborough hit on the Clemson player that knocked the ball out. You know, exactly. I put on Twitter, <laughs> I put on Twitter, I said, I know one thing that's not under review, the fact that that damn Clemson return man don't want to catch the ball no more. I can tell you no, that. that. That is not up for review. Tim Kimborough put the wood on that kid. Man, he did. He laid the wood on that one. No doubt about it. Um. Man, so how about Quavon Hicks moving the pile late in the game? Yep. How cool was that? He had two oh, carries, 14 yards, just beautiful. When we needed it, we're like, hey, we've shown you five running backs. How about this guy, Quavon? See what you think about him. We're going to run him right up your tailpipe and see what yep. you think about that. God, oh, it was fantastic. Know. You know, it's like, okay, you can't stop these guys. Let's see if you can stop this one. Look at this guy. His face mask weighs 12 pounds. Um, I mean, again, <laughs> it was just, it was, it was the way a season opener, especially after a dismal year, ought to go. Out yeah. with the bad, in with the good, uh, players buying into Jeremy Pruitt. Let me tell you something. Fans buying into Jeremy Pruitt, and maybe the most important thing of all is we've got a head coach that bought in to Jeremy Pruitt. Yeah. Got a guy that's come in that says, I know what it takes to win a national championship because I've been coaching the last three. Absolutely. This is what you need to do. And it, let me tell you something. If you don't think that buy-in's important, if you don't think that defensive mentality of your team is important, talk to some Clemson fans and some USC fans. Did you see Brent Venables? You know, we talked about it last week about how Dabo Sweeney says that he's been having nightmares about Gurley. And, you know, no Imagine running. what he's having now. Exactly. No running back had ever put up more than 150 yards on Brent Venables until Todd Gurley last year, and now Gurley whacks him for 197. Let me tell you something. What do you think Dagum Gamecock fans are thinking? Or game? Because let me tell you, deep down in their heart, the Gamecocks don't think that their defense is as good as Clemson's. And they saw what we did to Clemson, and they're thinking – Oh shit. <laughs> well, we got a problem. And and that's that that's a story for a different show. I know. I'm, I'm going to say right now, don't expect South Carolina to play as bad. Oh, I know. As they did. And we but, and we may not play but, as good as we did, but, but I'll tell you this. But, if, but but believe me, 
I would love to see us just beat Darth Visor down like the like the scum he is. Absolutely. Wear him out. Did you see his quote, by the way? Because I thought it was burn awesome. Burn that 80-foot thing picture they've got of him up there on the stadium. And his cute little wisecracking craft that everyone thinks is so cute. Yeah, he's so, oh, he's so homey. He's so honest. He's so country. Isn't it great? Oh, he's yeah. so witty. Did you see his quote? Uh, you probably didn't see it. He had a quote in the Columbia paper. And uh, the quote was, he said, yeah, I watched the Georgia-Clemson game. He said, looks like nobody can tackle this Todd Gurley guy. He says, but we're not going to worry about that till next week. And I thought to myself, yeah, I bet you ain't going to worry about it till next week. Exactly. <laughs> you wouldn't be saying it today if you was going to worry about it next week. Your ass is pretty worried right now. And how would you like to be a Clemson fan? Knowing this may be outside of a bowl game, the last time these two great schools and this great traditional rivalry may ever take place. And they're always going to know they lost the last one. Technically, there are no Clemson-Georgia games ever going to happen again as of right now. You know? Yeah. So, who you know, Who knows? Um, I mean, you talk about bragging rights for a year. We've got bragging rights forever. Forever. <laughs> Wait, here couple stats. You know, I love stats. Here we go. I know you do. Throw them out. Keith Marshall had six carries for eight yards. Sony Mike, Sony Mike, Sony Michelle. I, I just cannot make myself say Michelle. A guy's well, name you, just can't be Michelle. You've always had trouble with French. A French. I just, I just hate the French. But anyway, Sony Michelle also had six carries, but not for eight yards. He had six carries for 33 yards. And Nick Chubb only had four carries. For 70 yards. <laughs> he averaged 17. Hell, Nick Chubb averaged more yards per carry than Gurley. Um, also, Twitter quote of the week. When you've got a Chubby, you need a Gurley. There you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I need to get that on the T-shirt, man. Hey, one more. Well, I got another shout-out. The, 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 the notes just keep coming. How about Lorenzo Carter? The fact that Lorenzo Carter playing as well as he did, he Pruitt planting Jenkins on one side, planting Carter on the other side, and now he's able to play a game called Can You Find Number 84? How awesome is that? Exactly. Leonard Floyd is here. Leonard Floyd is there. Where the hell is Leonard Floyd? Oh, exactly. he's in your backfield right oh, now. He's, he's on top of your quarterback. <laughs> exactly. Well, you may where's not know where he is when the ball gets snapped. But about two seconds later, you know where he's going to be. Oh, where's the 84? Somebody find that 84. Oh, I'm telling you, Lorenzo Carter and Jenkins and Floyd. God almighty. The blitzes. Oh, I love it. I love everything about it. It was great to see. It it really, I mean, you you can't say anything bad about what happened. Uh, I mean, that was was literally, that was literally old time Georgia football. That's the way you win championships. The student section. I, I had two things to say about student tickets, actually. I wanted to say about this. Now, now we do have an embedded student. I haven't talked to him. I'm going to get his opinion on it before the next game, before the next home game. But two, a good and bad thing with the students. 
one, the student section was rocking. I mean, it was solid red, top to bottom, up into the upper deck. Students looked awesome before the game. 45 minutes before the kickoff, the students were solid rocking. That was the good. The bad, these all these students lined up. I mean, God almighty, old dog. I can't tell you how many students were in line for tickets around Memorial Hall. I'm telling you what. I thought they were damn giving out $1,000 bills or something at Memorial Hall. Whatever they're using as a system to distribute those tickets to those students... It is not very efficient. I mean, they've got to come up with something better than that. Seeing all you know those what, kids. You know what used to work? What? Back in the day, you'd pay your dollar student activity fee. And you get a you'd ticket? Go over, you'd go over to the Coliseum <laughs> before the season started. And get a ticket. You'd tell them who you were. You showed them your student ID. You got a bunch of vouchers. Right. Boy. Before every home game, I can't remember what it was, on a Wednesday or a Thursday, you took your vouchers over there. If you couldn't make it, you could give your vouchers to a buddy of yours. Guy could take over six or seven vouchers, hand them in, they'd give him six or seven tickets. Right. He'd pass them out to the guys that gave him the vouchers. And you walked your ass into the stadium and sat down. I'm telling you, they are it not was doing real that. Simple. Now it's like 6,000 kids standing in line, and the line is like three miles long. Yeah, and you got to get 98 your, degrees. Like you got to get your student ID swiped one oh time. Oh, my gosh, man. And it's then a freaking disaster. I mean, you know, it, it's kind of like it's kind of like direct deposit and paying your bills online. There ain't nothing like a check in your hand or a ticket that an usher tears in half. Well, well you could have... <laughs> I could make a great joke about a check in your hand, but we won't go back to talking about check gate. Um, <laughs> I was going to say something about the beauty of having a check in your hand and, but, and being but, able to deposit it twice. I mean, that's amazing. But that, that is, but again, that goes back to electronics. Yes. Confusing the children's. Exactly. All right. So, um, man, conditioning was great. Spurrier is scared to death. We had a bunch of call-ins, old dog. I'm going to play those call-ins. I do have a couple of things to go over before we finish the show out, though. Uh, we do have cups, and we do have shirts, and they're selling like hotcakes. If do you, you want a cup... The, do you have the never-ending cup kit? I do not have... Oh, <laughs> we need to talk about that. Because people are asking... People want to know about... People are really interested in the never-ending cup kit... Now, we're not going to be selling this on the website. Old Dog, why don't you tell them, because I've actually had like serious inquiries into what the NeverEnding Cup Kit, the $2 NeverEnding Coke Cup Kit is all about. Old Dog. The, never, the NeverEnding Soft Drink <laughs> Kit can kit. be purchased at any home improvement store. Yes. Your Home Depot, your Lowe's. I would suggest, though, you go to your locally owned Ace Hardware and buy it from a down-home guy that's about 80 years old. Yes. Because they're just more fun to talk to. Yes. And it is a roll of duct tape. <laughs> yes. Which is, which is one of the greatest inventions ever. 
I mean, you can obviously fix an air duct with it. You can fix a race car with it. <laughs> yes. You can put it on your furniture to repair cracks. You can make a wallet out of it. You can. You, you can. can. Make, I've seen prom dresses made out of duct tape. You can do just about anything at all with duct tape. And the beauty of it is you can also use that duct tape to tape that cup to the bottom of your seat. <laughs> wow. And then, when are you saying... Tape it to the bottom of your seat, and then when you come back next week, your unlimited cup will still be there, Un- and you go untape. right back. You untape it, go right back up to the and get start getting refills again. Exactly. So there is that and $8 is, up front. And the beauty is duct tape comes in all kinds of colors. Absolutely. You can make it match the seat, and I'm telling you right now, I bet I know where someone could buy one of those $8 cups at a discounted price. <laughs> yeah, but then you got to get it in the game. You know, but if you're if you're up for that, I do know where you could get said cup. Um so on the website, if you go to dogcast.com, we I have pictures of the cup in case you're interested. Some people want to see the cup. I also have pictures of the shirt. It's not the actual shirt, it's a picture of the what they call the proof. You guys know all about that kind of stuff. You guys are kind of tech savvy. But you can look at the proof. On the front of the shirt, it says finish. On the back of the shirt, it's got a big number three. And it says number three for the Heisman. Run the ball. Ring the bell. Because here at the dog cast, those two things go hand in hand, baby. Run exactly. the ball. Ring the bell. Number three for Heisman. Dogcast.com. Um, the shirts are 20, the cups are 5. Uh, I know some of you have had trouble with the PayPal button. I'm going to try to make sure that that um, is working properly. If you can't get the PayPal button to work, just email me your order at uh, dogcast at gmail.com, and I will send you a little invoice that you can just pay. We and take- put a check in the mail. Yeah, you could put a check in the mail. You can go and I'll send you a little PayPal invoice with a little button and you can just click the PayPal invoice. Whatever you want. If you guys are interested, um, we have shirts and cups. Um, one other little thing. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to my friends from Austin, Texas. Billy and Kristen, who stopped by the tailgate this past week. We are in railroad lot number 29, by the way. Same lot that the the senator tailgates in, old dog. I didn't know that until this past weekend. You know, uh, get the picture, senator. He tailgates in our same lot. But anyway, Billy and Kristen stopped by the tailgate with these the best jello shots I've ever had, old dog. They Salt were drop. they look fantastic. They were made out of Tito's vodka from uh, Tito's or Tito's, either one, from Austin, Texas, and uh, Billy and Chris brought those jello shots by and they were the best I've ever had. They were not watery, they were robust, they were meaty, they were flavorful and they packed a punch. Fantastic. I really appreciated them coming by. That's why I do this show, is just to get to meet people like them. And I'm glad that they came by. 
It was awesome. Guys, I'll let you know we'll be tailgating again. We tailgate in the same place all all fall, and we'd love to have you guys come by our tailgate. And one other thing, old dog, just a little more housekeeping. We've got a listener way up in Wisconsin who I've actually had dinner with at the Tilted Kilt in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. It was pretty magical because Tilted Kilts are always pretty magical. But anyway, this guy is trying to get together, and he wants some other listeners. He's trying to form up a, like a little listener coalition, uh, you know, a bulldog club, basically, of dogcast listeners. So They could all get those red Oshkosh by gosh overalls. I think so, sure. Yeah. That would look great, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, whatever there, old dog. Um, but anyway, if you're in Wisconsin and you're listening to the show and you'd be interested in getting together for a beer with this guy and watching games up there, maybe drinking beer out of a Georgia Stadium cup that you bought off the Dogcast website, this guy would love to hear from you. And I've got his email. It's PC, like, like a Windows PC. Politically correct. Like politically correct. PC Guru. And the number nine at yahoo.com. PCGuru9 at yahoo.com. Email him because he wants to have a beer with you if you're a Georgia fan in Wisconsin. So uh, let him hear from you. And um, that's it for me this week, old now, One more thing from me, and then we're going to wrap it up. We need to. Last, last year, I was complaining so much about our team and coaching staff. I was not able to pick on one of my favorites, the old bastard Lou Holtz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who, who is so, I mean, ESPN has tried to embarrass the man. I mean, they've dressed him up like a doctor, a nurse. <laughs> they put him in a diaper. I mean, I don't know what they've done to him, and the man knows no shame. But he is just, he is so far gone how they can actually think that anyone even pays any attention to what he said is unbelievable. <laughs> and on, like, the college scoreboard show that I taped as they're going through everything with Lou Holtz and Mark May, who is also on the Georgia bandwagon, and you know we've got to be real good if Mark May is there. Oh, Lou yeah. Holtz is watching highlights of Todd Gurley running against Clemson and says that it is <laughs> awfully <laughs> this is the God's honest truth. He says, you know, you know, he said, you got to feel a little for the Clemson Tigers because it's awfully hard to play in Jordan Hare Stadium <laughs> with that kind of crowd. Now, granted, it may be, but Clemson wasn't damn playing in Jordan Hare Stadium that day. <laughs> Oh, and, you got to love Mark him. May, always good to poke a little fun at, at old Dr. Lou, says, yeah, and said, in this game, Sanford Stadium was pretty damn good, too. What? <laughs> oh, I love it, man. I oh, love I it. mean, you know, just like I said before, you know, put him on the ESPN bus or whatever that the game day bus or whatever the championship bus, the ESPN bus, the game day bus, whatever the damn bus is that they've got that goes all around the country. You. They need to put Lou Holtz on that bus. <laughs> they need to pull into a Denny's on a Saturday morning to get the Grand Slam breakfast or 
the all-star or whatever it is that Denny's has. I think it's the Grand Slam, and I think it's yes. Waffle is the all-star. Just and leave they him just in a need to leave his ass there. <laughs> the other guys with him, the other guys with him need to get up, say, hey, we're going to the bathroom. I'm going to pay the check or whatever. They need to get on the bus and just and go And then out. he'll never be heard from be again. it'll be a half hour before he even knows they're gone. <laughs> And, and he won't know he'll just stay at that Denny's like a like a little stray cat or a puppy or something. They'll feed him, and he'll just live out his days happy in the Denny's. Exactly. Looking for a payphone to call. For I've help. got well, that would be an awesome plan. And I do have one other thing I meant to mention as well, because we did spend a lot of time talking about this over the summer, and I was there was a lot of fear and gnashing of teeth, but the music. In the stadium, you know, we were worried about the sandstorm and the current craft and the zombies and all that crazy music. I was worried about them playing. They didn't play that music. It was okay. They did play some hip hop. It was probably a little heavier on the hip hop than I wanted. But hey, they played some Jack White too. And I can never complain a Georgia, about a Georgia football game where I get to hear some Jack White during the game. So, the music situation, not that bad. I was pretty happy with it. The the 4G data, non-existent. But you could text and make phone calls, and that's not so bad. So a little bit of improvement there. Yeah, the data whole was still lot, not there. The data is still a been. dead issue. But, hey, the music, not bad. So, guys, all in all, a game we almost have nothing to complain about except those damn pooch kicks. Um. We really appreciate the calls. Got some great calls this week. I will tell you, I know we've used a little language here in this show, and some of these phone calls, the ones from the first half, also have some language in them. So uh, you might want to uh, edit them or listen to it before you let your kids listen to it. Is it, is it podcast? Uh, yes, M- it's podcast M-A-L-V. M-A-L-V, language and violence. But, but and, and- and, and Aaron yes, without exactly. a helmet may be So there you nudity. go. But dog fans, we appreciate you listening. We thank you for calling. Um, we had one guy says he just, you know, he doesn't have anybody to talk to about the game. Let me tell you something, man. You can call our dogcast comment line anytime you want. We're here, and I've got 20,000 people. Am I the only guy? We might answer. Hell, we might even answer. Am I the only guy that really dislikes that the Kevin Butler postgame show when that guy, the macho man, calls in. Am I the am I really the only person that really hates that? Because they act like it is such a big deal. They love it so much and that guy calls in. Old dog, I know you're a wrestling guy. But this guy calling in pretending that Oh, oh, oh I'm the macho man and the macho man look, come on man. Pretending to be shut a dead up. man. That guy just needs to shut up. He needs to never okay. call Kevin Butler ever you know, again. If, Kevin Butler's had 17 scotch and hey. sodas, and this guy, the macho man, calls in, and I just I can't turn the channel. I can't turn the radio station quick enough. Hey, if you need if you need a gimmick for your show, there you go. Maybe so. You call us, that. okay? If you want to hear like pretty smart guys talking about the football game, listen to our comments. They're coming up right after the show. Check us out on the website, guys, dogcast.com. You can email us at dogcast at gmail.com. You can call us at 706 
210. You can listen to us on the Dog Sports Radio app. We're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn Radio. Hell, we're everywhere except our own app, which is still in, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, Apple Apple doesn't like us. It's an app limbo. But, app limbo. Uh, maybe they're consulting with the Chicoms over in Beijing about whether or not we should be approved or not. But, hey, you can hear us. Thanks for listening, guys. Go dogs. Man, somebody explain to me these motherfucking pooch kick kicks. I, I don't understand it. What in the fuck are they doing with these pooch kicks? I, I, it's nuts. This is Dog Cash Tactical Support, DC Dog and Twitter. Scott to everybody else. Listen. I'm calling right after Gurley just did his 100-yard return. A, I'm not impressed with this defense. I know you guys were all over Jeremy Pruitt and so on. Forget it. I'm not impressed. Sorry. I just doesn't look any better than last year. That's number one. Number two, if Mike Bobo doesn't play the rest of the game by just giving Gurley the damn ball, and just pounding the rock, I am going to come down to Athens, and I am going to put uh, uh, put Bobo's Bobo's stuff, his junk, on top of the scoreboard or, or on top of the goalpost. I don't care. I mean, you got the you got the Heisman Trophy winner, the, the eventual Heisman Trophy winner this year. Just give him the goddamn ball and let him run. Period. End of sentence. Of course, we're, by saying that, I'll give uh, old dog a Woody, but, you know, he and I are from the same era. How about the dogs? Old dog guest. Man, I have never in my wildest dreams would imagine that we'd have been improved this much. Our offensive backs are just killers. Special team was incredible. Defense just kind of held on. We have a really, 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 really good team. I am pumped. I can't wait. This is the year we've been waiting for. This is the year. Go dogs. Hey, dog cast. It's Andy in Ohio again. Let me let me get a mulligan on that last message. I lost you. I lost my train of thought. Somebody walked in the room. All right. So, all in all, this is a game that I'm not very used to seeing as a Georgia fan the last few years. You know, we're used to seeing these big opponents, and then we're used to laying an egg on the field. Um, so, I mean, there's just so much that happened tonight. There, I, I first off, I saw a lot of promise with our defense. I did not see perfection, particularly in the first half. Um, that first drive, I do believe that we saw the ghost of Grantham with the cornerback uh, trying to make a play on the ball. I'd have to go back and watch the game again, but I remember him like it was a good idea, but he just missed the execution, and I'm sure Pruitt is going to destroy him in practice this week for that. But the adjustments at halftime were something that's been sorely lacking in our defense, at least since maybe the first year of Grantham. Um, I remember him being decent at adjustments when he first came, but, uh, you know, the last couple of years, not much of that. Just kept on pounding the the hammer, 
and just trying to, you know, stubbornly refusing to change the tactics and hoping that our DBs will one day get it. Um, anyway, and I, I did think that there was an interesting thing. Um, and we used to see a huge cushion by uh, Grantham with these uh, with our secondary. And at 7:01, I believe in the fourth quarter, if you go back and watch the game, you'll see him yelling to what I think are his DBs to push up, like to go closer to the line, which seems like a novel idea, you know, to grant them. But I thought it was, um, you know, it was just music to my ears, you know, to see that. Um, and I think that Rick, I don't know if he's going to give Old Dog the credit at his post-game press conference, but clearly they were listening to the dog cast and, uh, you know, they went back to just running the ball. And I haven't seen some a run offense that dominant since we got dominated by Alabama a couple of years ago in the championship game in that third and fourth quarter. Um, it was just amazing to see. And Gurley is more than worthy of the Heisman at this point. And Nick Chubb is probably – maybe he's our next, you know, the next Todd Gurley. Um, Marshall looks okay. He looks like – the same Marshall to me. Still getting tripped up on short things. Looks like he may still be a little gimpy. All in all, great game. Thanks for doing the, the dog cast, and uh, go dogs. Dog cast, this is Jeffrey Rogers, Drover, North Carolina. All I know, watching the game, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, Ty Gurley, whoever you want, we gave it to them. Put them Tigers down. Love them dogs, baby. Old dog, we back. Be ready, baby. Be ready. Go dogs. 